0: I'm Becky Hennessy. this is Living Through, Episode 73, How to Practice Gratitude When You've Been Betrayed. Hey there, this is Living Through, a podcast for partners who have been betrayed who are living through as they recover and heal and reconnect. Can I just say thank you for a minute? Seriously, thank you. Some of you have sent the sweetest, kindest, most authentic emails to me. You are so raw and so vulnerable with me in them. I want you to know that I read every single one of them. I am working on being better at getting back with you, but I just need for you to know how honored I am to hold your heart and to hear your stories. They matter and you matter. So thank you. Okay, so if you get my emails a couple of times a month-ish, you've either gotten or will be getting a soapbox email. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with the term getting on a soapbox, that term originated because soap used to actually be packed in these crates way back when. If someone had something to say or whatever, this is before the internet, before social media, they would actually get one of these crates. They'd get these soap boxes. They'd go to a corner, they'd put the crate down, and then they would stand on that soapbox and they would start to share the things that they wanted or needed to say. Anyway, I got on a soapbox in that email and I got on my soapbox about the phrase, at least. If you didn't get it, subscribe to my email list by going to my website, Becky Hennessey. That's B-E-C-K-I-E, com. If you already do subscribe, then check your inbox or check your spam or whatever. Today's offering is kind of a follow-up to that email. It's a bit more meat on the bones of gratitude. And I'm hopeful that you'll find a piece of this offering that is just meant for you. So here's how I'm going to break up this episode. There are so many physical and emotional and spiritual benefits to gratitude. I have to Touch a bit on some of those just to dangle the carrot in front of you on this. Then I will differentiate between an attitude of gratitude and a gratitude practice. And then I'll move it over to a trauma space and how the heck we can choose gratitude when we've been betrayed, when we're experiencing some kind of trauma. I am going to nerd out here for a tiny bit. Here are just some real quick benefits at a glance of research that's been done in regards to gratitude and how helpful it can be. So there was a research study done called Counting Blessings Versus Burdens back in 2003, and they studied folks keeping a gratitude journal and what it caused participants to report. And what they found was there was a decrease in individuals' physical symptoms an increase in more time spent exercising, a decrease in physical pain, an increase in their ability to sleep, and also a huge increase in their sleep quality. Additional research has shown that appreciation and gratitude actually induces a relaxation response. It's been shown that gratitude practices reduce depressive symptoms by 30 to 35 percent. It's been shown that patients who had hypertension that were instructed to count their blessings once a week, they had a significant decrease in their systolic blood pressure. Levels of gratitude have significantly correlated with vitality and energy. Gratitude creates more of a spiritual connection to a higher power. Gratitude helps reboot our reticular activating system to detect things to be grateful for versus things that we're burdened with. And it also helps us to connect to others more. Gratitude is massively beneficial. And here's the one thing that is most important That I have found, and that is gratitude generates joy. It isn't the other way around. It isn't joy generating gratitude. This is so important to keep in mind because sometimes joy is very difficult to come by, especially when betrayal and trauma are on the scene. Brene Brown, who y'all know I am a huge fan of, found in her research. That folks who describe themselves as joyful or their lives as joyous all had a practice of gratitude. This is more than an attitude of gratitude because an attitude is very internal. You can have an attitude of gratitude but not ever necessarily express it or practice it. What I'm talking about here and what Brene Brown found to be pivotal in Joy is a tangible daily gratitude practice. Now, when I say daily practice, I'm talking one small, tiny thing that you can do daily. If you want it to be a big something, go for it. If you are able to do gratitude meditations daily or write in a gratitude journal daily or something big, you do you. That's totally fine. A gratitude practice can be as simple as committing to say out loud one thing every day that you're grateful for. That's it. It can be one line in a journal. It can be setting an alarm on your phone that goes off at the same time every day. And when it does, you say out loud something you're grateful for. Now you probably notice I keep saying to say it out loud or to do something outside of yourself, to write it down, to text it to somebody, to share it with somebody, whatever. I say that because When we take something out of our brain and out of our body, when we don't just think it or feel it or experience it, but we voice it, it makes it more real. It actually allows an energy to be attached to it outside of us. In a previous episode long ago called Choosing Your State, I talk about how I have come to find that for me... Joy is a state of mind and a state of being. For me, joy is not an emotion. Happy is, calm is, excited is, energized is. Those are all emotions. But for me, joy is a choice. Likewise, gratitude is a state of being. It's a state of mind. Thankful is an emotion that we may physically feel inside of our body. But gratitude for me is a state that we can choose. When I don't have the capacity to choose joy, I choose gratitude instead. Because like I said, gratitude generates joy, not the other way around. And it can be something super simple. In the first four cornerstones, we talk about feeling through. So after you've done that, it'll only take 90 seconds tops. And after you fed yourself a nutritional thought, gratitude is an awesome way to be still or to act? What do you do when it seems like there's nothing to be grateful for? Or when you're having a hard time coming up with something to be grateful for? I want you to consider some of these practices and consider some of these tricks. Try one or two of them on and see if they're a fit for you. One thing to consider, here comes the soapbox, steer clear of the phrase at least. Radical gratitude is not silver lining. It is not a consolation prize. Just say the thing without at least. Listen to the difference. Well, at least I have a roof over my head. Well, at least I have food in my belly. Well, at least I'm healthy. Well, at least God loves me. Versus, I'm so grateful I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful I have food in my belly. I'm really grateful I'm healthy right now. I'm grateful God loves me. Do you hear that difference? Do you notice it as I'm saying those two different, I'm saying the same thing, but I'm taking off that at least. It feels different. It sounds different. It sits in our bodies differently. So knock off the at least. Still say the thing, just don't put at least on it. At least weakens that, at least takes away the joy of what it is that you are being grateful for. Another idea is to keep it simple. I am all about the Pinteresty kind of gratitude practices and those are really, really great and they can be really, really edifying. But when you have very little, to give, when you have very little energy, when it takes everything in you to get out of bed, you know what I'm talking about. We have to keep our gratitude practices simple. So like I said, maybe it's just one line in a journal. I'm so grateful for this today. Maybe it's just simply saying it out loud. Maybe it's deciding to shoot off a gratitude text once a day. Maybe it's setting that alarm. And every day at two o'clock saying out loud something that you're grateful for. Keep it simple. Focus on the tiniest of things to be grateful for. Let me give you an example of this. Uh, There was one day not long ago where I knew by about 10 o'clock in the morning that it was just going to be heavier. It was just an emotional day. I woke up with tears in my eyes. I had them the entire day. It was a stay in my jammies, climb into bed, cry my eyes out kind of a day. And as I was nearing the end of the feeling through and doing the nutritional thoughts and all of those kinds of things, I moved towards, okay, I know that I need to be grateful. I can choose to find something to be grateful for. I had nothing. I could come up with nothing. The only thing I could figure out to be grateful for was I was grateful that I was able to use name brand tissues because they were softer on my face and they were softer on my nose. And that was the only thing that I could find that day to be grateful for. That's the kind of day it was. But there was something, right? So focus on the tiniest of things to be grateful for, no matter how small That's still you expressing it and you practicing that gratitude. Another idea would be to tap into your senses. What's something that I'm grateful for that I can see? What's something that I'm grateful for that I can smell? What's something that I'm grateful for that I can taste? What's something I'm grateful for that I can physically touch or feel against my skin? What's something I'm grateful for that I can hear? What the sounds like is... I am so grateful for K-Love. It's a radio station. It's Christian music that I absolutely love. Super grateful for that because I can hear songs that just touch my heart. I am so grateful for sunsets. Beautiful sunsets. Oh, I am so grateful, y'all, for the taste (laughs) of Diet Dr. Pepper. There is just something that it does to me (laughs) that is just... Super grateful that I have the ability to taste and that I can taste that. I am so grateful for the smell of rain. I am so grateful for hoodies. Really grateful for hoodies. I'm grateful for Vans, shoes. They are so comfortable. (laughs) So we can tap into our senses if we're having a hard time coming up with something to be grateful for. Consider giving gratitude liberally. Giving gratitude to others, expressing gratitude liberally. It seems ridiculous, I know. You're like, Becky, seriously? Like you're grateful for the comfort of your shoes? Yes, give it liberally. The more you express that gratitude and practice that gratitude, the more you'll have to be grateful for. So give it liberally. Also receive gratitude openly. That is hard hard sometimes, especially if you disagree or especially if you feel like what you did or what you said was not that big of a deal. Still receive it. If someone is giving you gratitude, the best way to show appreciation for that is to receive that gratitude. I fell flat on my face with this just even this past weekend. I had made a meal for a family member of mine. Their entire family is sick right now, and so I made a meal for them and took it over and gave it to them. Y'all, this meal was nothing fancy. I went to Costco, and I bought a pre-made fettuccine Alfredo situation and a salad in a bag. All I did was cooked it and put together the salad. Nothing fancy took it to this family member. They were so appreciative, just texted and said so many kind things about this meal that I provided for them. And I did not receive it well. I was not open to accepting or receiving their appreciation because I felt like I didn't really do much and I don't get credit for it because I didn't really make it. I just kind of cooked it. And so as they're expressing their gratitude, instead of me saying, you are so welcome, thank you for your appreciation, or whatever, I said, oh, I don't get credit for that. Costco's the one who cooked it, was no big deal, whatever. Are you kidding me? Do you hear that? How I just completely took the wind out of their appreciation sales? Oh, I'm just grateful for apologies and that those exist at some juncture, once you have connected to meaning in this madness of this betrayal or the trauma, not the lesson you've learned, but actually meaning, because I'm not about, oh, well, there's a lesson I'm supposed to learn. No, I'm about meaning. You may be able to show up with gratitude in this space. Now, you won't be grateful for What happened that created that betrayal? You're not going to be grateful for trauma and that it's on the scene. But you will, however, find gratitude in what you've gained as you've continued to live through. That will come. But until then, steer clear of at least. Keep gratitude simple, keep your gratitude practice simple. Focus on the tiniest of things to be grateful for. Tap into your senses if you need to. Give gratitude liberally and receive it openly without throwing it back in someone's face. There is so much that we have not been able to choose. So much that we are just stuck with in this betrayal trauma space. Gratitude is absolutely something we can choose And as we do, joy will come. They go hand in hand. It may only be flex at first, bits and pieces, but it will come. I guarantee it. Thank you. Thank you for holding my heart here and for letting me hold yours until we connect again.